It has been my quest since birth, the epitome of all purpose in my life. It is the one thing I long for the most. It's my greatest desire. It's not money, although it can bring great wealth. It's not fame, although fame may follow in its discovery. It's not happiness. It's not pleasure. It's not peace. It's not even the deepest love of my closest relationship. I've traveled land and sea. I have read the greatest philosophers, the writings of the most ancient scholars in my quest. But my quest is for much more than knowledge. My quest is far deeper than a search for information. My quest is a quest for the truest quality of all knowledge, applied in the life, in the deepest of my belief and understanding and experience, knowledge applied and wrought out in every action of my life. Mine is a quest for wisdom. And more than anything else, I would be a true wise man. Many say they are seeking wisdom, but few truly get close to their object. So many fall into the trap of seeking the lesser things, knowledge, pleasure, happiness, money, and relationships that come and go. So many fall short in this quest, but few stay on this road to wisdom. I have spent days and nights without end in search of this quest. But the more I attain to my object, the further I find myself from my goal. I see myself as a child playing on the shores of a vast ocean. Somewhere in the vast ocean lies wisdom. I must go and find it. But you already have great knowledge. Kings and peasants alike come to you for counsel. Your advice is sought by the highest men of the land, and I too long to be a wise man. Why do you speak as though wisdom is so far from your attainment? Yes, it is true. I have acquired some knowledge. But as I have said, knowledge and wisdom may be friends, but, but they're not one and the same thing. Yes, that's true. But remember our miraculous encounter? Yes, the encounter. The encounter that changed our lives. Yeah, that encounter. It, that encounter really defined what wisdom is. And it all started with a star. With a star? Yes. Yes, the star. But, but wait, let's back up. I think we're getting ahead of the story. You see... For a long time, we have been searching for true wisdom, haven't we? Thinking about all these deep questions that nobody really has been able to answer. Questions like, where did we come from? Mm -hmm. Is there intelligent life beyond the horizon of this earth? Yes. Yes, I I specialize my study in the study of the sun. Uh, Science tells us that the great and magnificent sun is the source of all of our life. The greatest scientists have studied all 
the natural processes on earth. And they all trace their energy source back to the one great sun. Our our philosophers have taught us this. The priests of our land offer sacrifice to the sun. They teach us that all lesser deities are offspring of the sun. Ah, yes, and in my study, I study astronomy, and the stars of heaven are so vast and innumerable. Some are large and bright, and others are so small they can hardly be seen. Some are fixed in their places. Others wander about through the heavens. I've helped to build the charts and mathematical tables to calculate their locations with near-perfect accuracy. The stars are the one thing we can see that don't get their light from the sun. The moon and the earth and, yes, the planets, they are all connected together in a most amazing and complex system. But the stars seem to be as fixed points of light. Far, far in the distance. Perhaps they are even suns in their own small universe. Yeah, that's just it. Because if these stars are suns in their own universe, then our own sun, it can't be the highest deity. After all, did our sun give birth to all of these stars? Where did our sun come from? Can we, can we really trust all these legends that we have heard all of our lives? You know, in the ancient writings, we've read about this great God of heaven. Yes. The God who, who is the one who created the sun, the moon, and the stars, the earth, and everything. Now, our priests tell us that God is, is like us. But the ancient writings tell us something totally different, don't they? Yes, you're right. Yes, an ancient prophet of our land, uh, he wrote that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? That's right. That's true, and I think it's amazing that this God who speaks to us, even though we do not acknowledge him, We had to find out about this great God, if he exists, and learn more about him. So we found the scriptures. Remember how we found the scriptures of the Hebrew people who live far to the west? The most ancient writings in the world. The great prophet Moses, who led the Hebrew nation from Egypt to Canaan, wrote much about this great God of heaven. We read about how God created the world, but how we human beings rebelled against him and sinned. But then, according to these scriptures, God promised to send a redeemer to save the very people who had rebelled against him. Oh, yes. What what an amazing story. I think my favorite writings was that scroll, that scroll of Isaiah. Oh, yes. Isaiah the prophet. You remember what he wrote? Uh, Yeah. I have blotted out. God is speaking here. I have blotted out as a thick cloud your transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed thee. The God of heaven speaking, redeeming human beings. Wow, what amazing thought. Oh, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. And then in another place, for unto us a child is born, 
Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yes, so we learned about this great God of heaven uh, and about his plan to send a Redeemer. But when would this happen? was our question. Well, we turned to the writings of a great and wise man, a prophet of God who lived here in our own land. Like us, he also was longing for the day when this Redeemer would come and save his people. God gave him visions of the future, and God told him exactly when the Redeemer would come. That's right. That's right. Oh, and look here. It's written right here in this book. If we turn, it's written right here, right here. Seventy weeks are determined to your people. That's speaking to speaking to the people of the Jews for your people and for the holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Now this is the date is right here. Now therefore I understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty two weeks. Now Wow. Now seven weeks this is telling us when this Messiah the Prince will come. So yes. let's yes. see, seven weeks, that's um forty nine days, yeah. then yeah. sixty two times seven, that's four hundred and thirty four yeah. plus the forty nine, that makes four hundred and eighty three years, right? That's exactly right because because we, we study right that a day and a year a, a day here in the, in the prophecies in these scrolls right. is a year yeah. right yeah it, it started at the decree we read about in the history of the kings of Persia uh, yeah. remember Artaxerxes the king of Persia wrote the decree in, in the seventh year of his reign that was just over four hundred and fifty years ago four hundred and fifty years ago and the prophecy called for four hundred and eighty three Years. Oh, it's coming close. That would be. Now, the, the prophet wouldn't be anointed when he was a child, though. No. He would be anointed when he was a grown man. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the kings are anointed when they're grown. Right. So when maybe born. when they're about 30 years old or, yeah. or so. Now, Isaiah said again, now this other verse Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, Emmanuel means God. With us, could that be possible that God would come as a child to redeem man? That's interesting that you say that, because according to a Hebrew custom, a man must be 30 years old before he can be a priest or a rabbi. So that would fit into their custom as well. Yes, that's precisely when we saw the star, too. It wasn't any normal star, either. It didn't move through the sky each night with the other stars. It wasn't a planet, either. It was the strangest thing any of us have ever seen. It, it just hung there like a lamp, hanging yeah. above, right above the horizon. So we went to the palaces and universities, and you remember how we were asking all the wisest people of the land that we could mm-hmm. think of, the priests and the philosophers, and nobody could tell us what it was, but we all knew it meant something special, yeah. something important. So we searched through the scrolls and the ancient writings again, and you remember we found that prophecy of one of our own ancient prophets that said, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. And then that phrase, there shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. 
And a scepter signifies a king. So could this star have been the harbinger of the promised one? Yes, yes. We were so convinced that this might be the fulfillment of all these ancient prophecies. And then, then, and then one night, I had a dream. And in this dream, I was instructed to go in search of the promised one. You remember where that? I, t- I told you about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had that same dream too, and yeah. it happened to me more than once. Yeah. Wow. We had no idea where we would end up or even how we would get there, but but we knew by faith that we would find him. Uh, we yes. brought with us the richest gifts of our land, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, remember? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gifts for a king. Since we didn't know where we were going, all we could do was to follow the star. So right. that meant we had to travel at night, and mm-hmm. that was pretty scary and pretty dangerous. Yeah. But then we rested in the daytime. It was such a long trip, but, you know, it really didn't seem that long. No, it didn't. Because we were so excited yeah. <laughs> about following the star. We walked over a thousand miles, and it took several months. We spent the hours reciting the traditional sayings and prophecies about the one we were searching for. And every time we stopped to rest, remember what we would do? Yeah, we would open those scrolls. We'd open those scrolls and search those prophecies again. And the more we traveled, the more we were convinced that this great God, a God greater than the God we had worshipped, was truly leading us. A God different than the God of the sun. Yes, yes. And that star led us right straight to the land of Israel. Now, just as we were coming into Jerusalem, remember that star just kind of hung right over the city and then just kind of disappeared? Mm. So, so we went into the city and we thought, surely everyone in this city is going to be talking about this, yeah, this of course. king. Of course, we're, we've arrived at our destination. All this is, has been leading us right to this point. And nobody knew what we were talking about. We, they all seemed puzzled. In fact, honestly, I think they were a little upset we were even asking about this king. They seemed to think we were a little crazy. They, they did. Finally, we went to King Herod, remember? Now, he was nice to us. He, he really was. He, he, he seemed really interested in, in what we were looking for, and he told us, would go and look look diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word again. Now, now he Something even was a little bit too nice, though, about he the was, way he acted towards he us. He was. He just had a funny feeling about it. Yes. Kind of buttered us up a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But, but he even got those priests to go back to the scrolls and find right, us another clue. Yeah. And he found it there in the book of Micah. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee... Shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting? So Bethlehem, we, we, we heard this name, Bethlehem. And then yes. what happened? Oh, well, as we, as we left Jerusalem, the star appeared again and brought us to the little village of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. There it led us to the home of a peasant family with a young child. But despite the humble surroundings, we knew we had made no mistake. Mm-hmm. Yes, we knew we had found the child king, and we bowed and worshipped him. Yes. Oh, the joy that filled our hearts. To think that that here in front of us, right in this humble home, was the one whom prophets and worshippers for centuries had so longed to see. And we saw him. Yes, with our own eyes. We saw him with our own eyes. To this day, this has been our greatest joy. Yes. As I laid my wedge of gold before the feet of this lowly child, Mm. it seemed like just such a small offering for the son of the king of the universe. Yes, it 
It truly really was. To worship at the feet, of the, worship at the Savior's feet was the our greatest joy. Mm. Uh, it was worth the weary miles, the long yes. nights of search. Yes. yes, yes. It was worth everything to see the longing of our hearts fulfilled, as I presented the fragrant frankincense to the humble abode. The humble abode seemed transformed into a palace of a king. Yes, yes, yes. And it, was, it, it felt a little strange to be giving the burial perfume of myrrh to such a young child. But it was the gift for royalty, and I knew from the prophecies that as our Redeemer, his life on earth would be cut short. Yes, Yes, I feel that at last we have found the meaning of true wisdom. Because wisdom is not found in the abundance of knowledge, but in the knowledge of one, the knowledge of him who came to bring peace on earth. Yes, I had another dream too. And I was warned by God not to go back to King Herod. And we found out why too. Because King Herod was plotting to kill the child. Mm -hmm. Oh, the wickedness. That men would think to kill the Son of God. Incredible. It was so sad. Our hearts are breaking to think this child's own people weren't ready to receive him. Mm-mm. They weren't even searching for him. Didn't even know. They had all the same scrolls that we had, and even more. Yeah. And they were just minding their own business. Mm. Yeah, but so many people in our own land, and we would have too. We had, yeah. we had too for so long, just minded our own business. If it weren't for those dreams, really, if it weren't for the thing that God put in our hearts to go and search for this king. But I'm so glad that he did. Yes, me too. You know, this question is for all of us today. Will you care? In the busyness of your life, in the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season, will you care about the Christ child, the King who has come to this earth, Will you study his word as if your whole life depends upon it? Would you strike out across the desert in search of a young child, not knowing where you're going, but only following a star? Setting out in faith to follow him. Is God convicting you to go somewhere for him? To do something that you've never done before? Are you willing to make whatever sacrifice God is asking of you in order to come into a deeper relationship with Him? Friends, like the wise men of old, we are seeking for wisdom. Sometimes we find ourselves seeking for it in all the wrong places. We find ourselves trapped in a search for love, for pleasure, for money, yes, even for knowledge, and stopping short of wisdom itself. Mm. Because wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is not all the, any of these other things, though it brings it with it. But wisdom is found in the person of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. in the Christ child that the wise men sought. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament 
and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Amen. Lord, as the wise men of old sought the Christ child, help us each one, each and every day, to seek him, to seek only his glory. May we have the wisdom that only you can give in the relationship with Jesus Christ, who is the one and only true source of wisdom. This is our prayer. We pray a blessing on each one here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.